and you just watch the process of them getting to a point where by the end of the week, that's the thing that they were the most fearful of. They're then begging, like, can we do that again? And I, I love seeing students just embrace their fear and just trust God and depend on the Holy Spirit to give them the words to say. And then they jump off the cliff and they step out and just watch, watch God use them. Welcome to the Missions Pastor Podcast presented by One Child. One Child is a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. We believe that the local church has the message of hope that the world desperately needs to hear. And in every episode, we highlight churches, pastors, and ministries who are working to bring that hope to hard places. I'm David Jesse. I'm your host for today's conversation with Todd Hampton. Todd is the high school pastor at Westridge Church in Dallas, Georgia. Todd has been serving at Westridge Church for more than 10 years, and he believes in seeing students develop a deep faith and a vital component to Westridge Church's student ministry is taking them to work in Nicaragua so they can experience missions firsthand. I asked Todd why this is so important to him. Wow. Well, I, I mean, I think that's fulfilling a great commission. I mean, that's the easy, that's the biblical answer, right? Um, yeah, I think, you know, Jesus is going all the world, um, preach the gospel and make disciples. And so I think obviously there's, there's so much that's focused for us around like the here and now in your own community and your own neighborhood and your own school and so many of those kind of things. But I think, You've got to, especially for students, you've got to get them out of their context. You've got to, mm-hmm. you've got to allow them to see other parts of not, you know, there's both the church, like here's how the church is operating in this part of the world or, but, but for them to, to learn how to be the hands and feet of Jesus in other parts of the world where God is working and moving. And it's, you know, especially there, there may se- seem to be a little bit of a tendency of like, you know, American Christianity and. I think students get kind of caught into that little box, that little bubble, <laughs> instead of seeing the church as a whole and what God's doing all across the world. So I think missions gives us a chance to to put students into a different context to say, "Hey, this is gonna this is gonna break you of kind of the mold of just what you've seen and what you know, you know." And this is going to give you outside perspectives and other 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 views of what God's doing and how God's moving. So I, I think the other part. You know, one of the things I've I've seen with students is you, you talk about getting them out of their context and out of their rhythm. I think there are you you put students in into situations where they're more or less in over their head, and they are forced <laughs> to learn to desperately depend on Jesus. And so, I think over the years, like more than probably anything else that we've done, when when we take a group of students and put them on a plane and drop them into a third world country and go, all right, here we go. Like this is flush the whole kind of American stuff of what you're known, you know, you've known and what you're used to. And now all of a sudden you're going to, you're going to see poverty in a, in a way you've never seen it. And you're going to interact with people that have so many differences than what you have. And yet you're going to see like some of the, the beautiful things of what connects us together, especially as God's church. So there's just so many different aspects that that just make international missions, especially for students, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so you're a youth pastor, so I can ask this question. It's going to be fun. So uh, do you have any funny stories of that first experience where some teenager, some youth is getting ripped out of their traditional U.S.-based you know, experience and being thrown into going to uh, to Nicaragua or some other country and, and seeing them uh, kind of in culture shock? Do you have any funny stories about that that you can remember? Um, oh, gosh, man. There'd be so many of, of those. Um, there is... Uh, I mean, there's the more serious side, you know, there's the audible gasps when they see, um, you know, just the, the level of poverty and stuff like that. There's, and then there's some, uh, there's some not so, you know, funny stories when you, I mean, when you take a group of students to <laughs> on their, on a free day, we went to an all-inclusive resort just to kind of hang out okay. at the end of the week and, and a right. powerful week and God did so many amazing things. And then you take them to an all-inclusive resort. And they're not checking, you know, some of the, uh, they're not checking ages at, at the alcohol, you know, area and stuff like that. <laughs> and then you're realizing, okay, that 16 year old, you know, there's, there's some of those moments too. Um, they're still kids, aren't they? They're, they are still, yeah. Yeah. And, and not really knowing how to process things and, you know, just seeing, well, I mean, the, the guy at the bar said I could have one, you know, that kind of thing. So um, there's, there's definitely those moments where you're, you're both as a student pastor banging your head against the wall going good. You know, why would you think this is okay? And then you just, you just, you know, years later you look back and go, man, that's, that's just life in student ministry world. Um, I love it. So, you know, there, there are those kind of moments too. Um, gosh, man, I, the, the funny thing is you, you get a group of teenagers out and moms and dads for the most part are not with them. And, and that is a, that in so many ways that can be a really fun experience, you know? So, you know, we get a, a group of students that are just, just hanging out. I'll tell you one of the, one of the cooler aspects of it, um, not so much necessarily funny stories around it, but when you, the, you realize that the dependency that they have on social media and just their phones mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and you go, um, I, like I, I remember one, we, we always tell parents on the front end, you are, um, it's really good for your student to disconnect and unplug from mm -hmm. cell phone and social media. And that's really easy to tell a parent. It's really difficult for a parent to, to do that. You know, like this is, <laughs> right. this is my lifeline for that student. And you're telling me that I shouldn't give them international data. And so, you know, there are those kind of conversations that, we, we had a, a situation recently where, you know, we told parents that, Hey, don't give, don't give your student international data. Like this is, this is not good. And so, you know, we had, we had one mom that, that on day two uh, sent me a text and just said, Hey, will you please let my, my student know that I just turned on their international data. And I immediately just went, no, this is, this is bad. And you watched the student who went from interacting and hanging out and like just unplugged, hang, you know, a lot of mm -hmm. just down moments to all of a sudden they just, you just watched them get sucked back into their world, mm -hmm. you know, with, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on back home and what my friends are doing over break. And um, anyway, so there's, there's some really fun moments of when they learn to disconnect and you just go, man, this is what, this is what you and I grew up in. Like, you know, we didn't have a cell phone that was just attached to our hip. You just mm -hmm. learned how to, how to interact and be social and have fun. And, uh, and there's some of those kind of moments that you, that you just enjoy around teenagers that you don't, you don't often get to experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you encourage your youth to become engaged in these missions opportunities? 
Well, I think there is, there's a couple things we, um, you know, we do have consistently, um, an opportunity for them to join us every year and be a part of the team. So I, I noticed, um, first couple of years when we were involved in it, it it's really, it's really easy for this to become a one-time trip. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we have a registration time frame, and we kind of make this big, like, Hey, we'd love for you guys to come. And, and so we get a group of students that, that sign up, but you, you know, we may have 10 to 20% of our ministry that joins us, which is great for that 10 to 20%. But one of the things that I wrestled with a few years ago is how do we, how does this become a part of our culture and how do we, how do we keep this in front of students all year long? How do we give the, the other 80 to 90% of our ministry? How do we allow them to be a part of that all year long? So uh, back in probably 2013 or 14, we started tying our weekly offering into, we just called it the Nicaragua offering. And so mm-hmm. it was a chance to pull, you know, Hey, you may have, we have 20% of the, of the students that are going to be a part of it. But here's a chance for the other 80%, everybody to, to mm-hmm. kind of row in this thing together and be a part of the, of the trip and the experience. And so through generosity and you know, just them giving on a weekly basis. So we, we kind of, you know, through pictures and videos and, and so many different things, like kind of tied in our offering. Hey, every week, this is a chance for you to give and, and be a part of what we're doing. And so then we, we actually, we took that with us. So, you know, whatever students would give from the beginning of the school year, all the way until the time of the trip, we would just take that with us and, and not really have it earmarked. You know, we, we would have as part of our budget, we'd have construction projects and different things that we would, you know, we would provide. This was just extra, um, you know, and it, so we may have on a given year, three to four to $5,000 that students have, have, has given that we mm-hmm. would then just take and go, we don't, we don't have any specific things. We're just going to call it bless money. And we're just going to mm-hmm. ask God to provide opportunities that we go through the villages and interact with people and meet families and, and survey needs and that kind of thing. And then we're just going to use this money to, to meet needs. And so it was really cool to see, um, like just God provide some unplanned moments, you know, some of those situations and things that, you know, that we just got a chance to, Hey, here's a, here's a chance to, to pay for, you know, this family, a couple of examples we had, you know, there's, there's been wells that we've been able to, to, to Mm. build that we didn't, that we didn't think were going to be possible. There's been uh, kids that we've been able to pay to send to school um, that otherwise wouldn't have been possible. You know, there's just some of those moments where God just provides a need and we're, you know, Hey, here's how God's provided. Here's, here's an opportunity for us to do that. So for us to then come back after the trip and say, you know, all right, here's, here's what God did. And, and you were a part of that, even though you weren't there in person, you made that possible. God used your generosity to help bring that about. So, so those are kind of some of those moments that allowed us to pull the whole ministry in and it be an mm-hmm. all year long thing and become a part of our culture instead of just, uh, Hey, we're doing a trip one week and then we forget about it. Mm-hmm. That's good. How do you navigate parent concerns about international travel, especially kind of in this post pandemic era? Well, we have, one of the things we've done is we take parents with us. Um, so every year we've got, typically what we'll do is for our leader, we'll have, you know, pro- usually about a two, two to three to one ratio 
for every two to three students, we've got one leader adult that comes with us. Mm-hmm. So we try to make sure that we've got good leader coverage. Um, we, we have a lot of our leaders on our team who are parents that, that serve in our ministry. So that's, that's been a really big deal. Um, so, and, and a lot of times like having, it's one thing for me to say it, it's another thing for a, a mom and dad to get up in front of other parents and say, absolutely. Hey, here's the deal. You know, so uh, we're coming up on registration that's going to start here next month for uh, next year's trip. And so usually what we'll do is we'll have a parent meeting. You know, we we try to put as part of that parents in front of the rest of the parents to say, hey, I was just like you, you know, last year, two years ago or five years ago. I was nervous. I thought there's no way I'm sending my kid to a third world country. And and yet they've seen it and experienced it. And so it's just a different, it's a different thing when another parent's going, Hey, I get it. I've walked in your shoes. I felt those same fears, those same struggles, those same barriers. And here's what God did. Here's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Here's what God did in the life of my student. Here's what God did in the lives of other students. And, and so sometimes that, you know, that parent to parent thing is, has been huge. Um, another thing that, that I think helped us a little bit. I, um, I've got three kids of my own. So I've got a, a, a daughter who's now a junior. And so when she was in fifth grade, I took her, I just I put mm-hmm. her with me and I was like, Hey, you're, you're coming on the trip. And it took, it took two or three years to get my wife, you know, convinced to let her come. I was like <laughs> second or third grade, I'm like, sweetheart, you gotta let, you gotta let me take our daughter. And she's like, no, 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 she's too young. So finally fifth grade, fifth grade for our kids has kind of be- become the, Hey, we're going to do this. So it's right before they're able to go as part of our middle school trip in, in the States. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we kind of taken our, our kids and, and let them do that. So that's helped too, to say, Hey, mom, dad, um, like I've, I've taken my, my daughter's early as fifth grade and it's, and it's safe. So, mm-hmm. um, now a couple of things that have complicated over the years is we had uh, back in 2019 or 2018, we had civil unrest in the nation of Nicaragua. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was, it was up to that point was pretty easy. You know, we had, it's always a challenge to try to get students or get parents to, to be willing to do it. But when, when there was civil unrest and we had to cancel the trip that year, that created an extra, an extra layer, you know, an extra mm-hmm. barrier mm-hmm. where student, you know, parents are now checking, you know, checking the state department <laughs> website, state department go. warnings. Yeah, 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 exactly. So now it's, Hey, it's, it's, it's red or it's yellow or it's orange or, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. so having to navigate through that a little bit. Um, the other thing we tried to, we've tried with parents to nav like, what are the, just identify the barriers. Um, and I think that helps to go, Hey, they're, they're worried about finances. So let's talk about finances. Um, I know most parents don't have the opportunity to stroke a check for two grand to send your, your student. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so, and even if we did, even if you did, we, we actually discourage that, like, here's the process, here's some opportunities. We don't, we typically don't fundraise, like provide these big fundraisers, but, but we do come alongside parents and say, Hey, here's some opportunities. Here's some different things, some ideas that you could do. And, and just to, t- to kind of tackle the financial burden to say, we've never seen God's always provided. You know, we've always seen mm-hmm. students uh, that have been willing to work hard, that God provides the money. So just trying to identify what are those barriers, if it's financial, if it's safety, um, if it's the unknown, you know, just the, the fear of that. 
we just we just try to talk we just talk through every angle of it here's here's the good the bad the ugly here's the reality um one of the things that's really helped us is that the organization that we work with chosen children does a really good job of of just safety so we we kind of share all of those things here's here's what this organization does to keep your students safe from mm-hmm. the mission house that they provide to the safety there to you know the the fact that they're locals to you know just all the different things to help parents understand it but so even then it's still like until parents have seen it and it's it's a challenge i had i had one parent last year who uh, his daughter for three years has been begging, like mm. begging, you know, his, her parents to let them come. And so every year was like, nope, nope, nope. And finally this year, he, he just, I had a two hour conversation. He came to the parent meeting. He was no all the way up. And finally he had a, a two hour conversation with me over the phone. Just, and he just asked questions from every angle from what do you do in a medical emergency to what does this look like? I mean, just diving into the nuts and bolts of it. And finally he just kind of the, the night the registration ended, he just kind of let, let his daughter go and it, and it transformed has transformed her life. And so now, you know, now, now he's one of those parents that's going, Hey, here's what I've seen it, you know, doing in my daughter's life. You, you gotta, you gotta let your student come and see it. So it's been really, really cool to see, you know, just to kind of tackle those barriers, but see parents really own up and, and just be willing to, to let their student be a part of it. As Todd just shared, it's hard for parents to let their students travel to another country for these ministry trips. But as long as we provide a safe environment and a great experience, the impact on students can be life-changing. We'll continue our conversation with Todd after this brief message from One Child. Together we believe extreme child poverty has an end, and it starts with hope. Hope is a vision for a better future, a way to get there, and the courage to try. And it is built through the church all over the world, coming together as one global community to help children thrive. We create a partnership experience that reflects your heart for the world. Together, we find the point where our mission and vision intersect to address the needs of children living in hard places. Together, we are a community that sees children as solutions, not problems. A community with the courage to go to the hard places. A community that gives so children can thrive. Together, this is us. Your church, a shared vision, celebrating global impact through the local church. For more information, visit onechild.org slash partnership. 
Part of the success of Westridge Church's student ministry trips is that the church has developed a deep relationship with an organization in Nicaragua that allows the church to make a long-term difference rather than just blowing in, blowing up, and blowing out. I asked Todd how serving in the same country and communities for more than a decade has impacted the student ministry at Westridge. Hmm. That's a good question. Well, I think it has created one one of the the things that we've talked about is we want we want to raise up the next generation of the church. Uh, we want to raise up the next generation of of church planners, of missionaries, of world changers. And I think this it's easy to say that, and that's a that's kind of a big goal and a big vision. And when it comes to the practicality of like what does that actually look like on a daily or weekly basis or ministry year, how do you accomplish that? I would say there's no way. Or it would be much more difficult unless we had international missions to play a part in that. Um, mm. And so, you know, I think I think these trips have have pushed students off the ledge. It has caused them to see so many different aspects of the world in a different context, um, and it has ca- it has created stronger leaders in our ministry um, ongoing. So. You know, we've we've seen students that have come back. You know, there's always the there's the two week after, and we talk a little bit kind of in that in that post trip, like two to three week. Hey, here's the reality: this is this could be a mission trip high, and then three weeks from now, you go back to forgetting what you've seen, and you just go back to the normal. Um, mm-hmm. And how do you how do you break yourself from that? How do you make sure that 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 it it permanently changes? You know, the the way that you live, and so. You know, we've had students over the years that come back and they want to sell everything, you know, and they feel guilty and they're taking a warm shower and, you know, they're just going like, I, I just feel guilty for the things that I have. And so I think some of those conversations are really important to say, like, God hasn't necessarily called you to go and sell everything and live under a bridge. Um, you know, so here, here's rather than rather than living with a sense of, of guilt, how, how what does it look like for you to live with a sense of gratitude? Um, and, and just generosity. And so those are ongoing things that, that you get an opportunity to help shape the mind and the heart of a student to learn how to live differently. Um, the other thing is, you know, they come back like you're, you're, they're sharing the gospel and, and learning how to do that in, in ways that they haven't done before. And then you've got the language barrier and they're going, you know, I, I love the evangelism piece of that because they're students who, you know, in, in the preparation, that is the thing that they're fearful of the most. Like I don't, I, so many of them don't know how to share their faith. And so, you know, we're like, well, we're going to help you and we're going to prepare you. And then when it's time, we're going to push you off the cliff and you're going to learn how to fly. And you watch them like, you know, just, they do it the first time and and they're doing it within the context of a, of a leader who's watching and helping, mm. you know, kind of, kind of that, that initial conversation and then they're coaching and, and you just watch the process of them getting to a point where by the end of the week, that's the thing that they were the most fearful of. They're then begging, like, can we do that again? And I, I oh, love seeing students just embrace their fear and just trust God and depend on the Holy Spirit to give them the words to say. And then they jump off the cliff and they step out <laughs> and just watch, watch God use them. And then the thing that they were the most fearful of, they're the most excited to do the next time. And then, so then when you come home, then they're going, well, I can do this every day. You know, the context is different, mm. 
but I can, I'm sitting next to this, to, you know, my classmate or I'm, you know, in the, in the locker room after practice. And, you know, I'm just thinking about like hanging out with, with my neighbor and like, these are things that I can do on a daily basis. And, and, and I was paralyzed by that beforehand or didn't have an idea of how to do that. But now I've seen God use me and give me the words to say, and, and I'm just more, much more confident and, and, uh, and excited about that. So those are some of those things that had, had we not had that opportunity to kind of push students out there, I don't know that they would feel in their own context and their own neighborhood and, and, you know, relationships every day to be able to feel equipped to do that. So, so those are some of those ongoing things coming back home that I think that, that the trip that we do has helped shape, you know, how students live Mm -hmm. on a, on an everyday basis. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say one more thing we have, it's, it's nice to have a, uh, to be in, uh, on staff and be in a culture as a, as a church, as a whole that promotes, not only promotes missions and believes in that, but also, um, the opportunities that students have to serve and use their gifts in the life of the church. And that's huge when you come home from a mission trip mm-hmm. because it's, they've, they've served in so many different ways. And, and if you don't have those opportunities for them to connect and plug in within your your individual ministry, but also within the life of the church, then I think that's that's a miss. So, for example, one of the things we do that's a huge part of our trip is is hanging out with kids and working with kids and ministering to kids. And so, one of the beautiful things is that we come back home and there's an immediate context for them to plug into, like our kids ministry. And here's the opportunity with, with preschoolers or with elementary age kids. Like now you've got a, a chance just like you did in Nicaragua for you to be able to shape and minister, you know, to the hearts and lives of, of kids in your own, in your own world every day. And so like having, having an opportunity to come back and say, all right, here, here are other ministries and opportunities within our own community that you can plug into so having those next steps coming out is is really huge to make sure that those those next steps are are in place to be able uh, to provide for students. Mm-hmm. You mentioned um, this uh, young young lady in your youth ministry who for three years was trying to go on this trip, and her dad uh, had reservations and wasn't allowing it to happen because of all of the th- reasons that parents are are concerned about that and and rightfully so in, in sure. a lot of cases um, she went and you mentioned that it transformed her life when her dad finally allowed her to go what did that look like for her after she finally had that opportunity uh, well I think one of the things is she became a I mean she became a leader in our ministry Um she is now she's a, a senior in high school and she has taken on in so many roles, a, a leader in our, in our ministry. Um, she has, she has developed confidence in her faith and her belief system that, that um, not, not to say that it wasn't there, but it's just been strengthened. Um, mm-hmm. I have seen her, begin to within her own small group within our ministry as a whole like she is the one now that's leading you know we we have kind of these these prayer boxes that we do uh every week and so she is uh, now as we've launched the school you like even coming out of last year's trip she's like i want to be able to own a, a piece of of what we do week in and week out and so what does that look like for me 
And so hmm. this year, she's the one that's kind of owning uh, our prayer boxes where she's the one that's kind of responsible as students during the services are writing prayers and things like that. She's the one collecting mm-hmm. those. She's the one that's organizing those. She's the one that's leading that team and sending it out to other students who are committing to pray for, for those needs and, mm-hmm. and those things that are going on. Um, and so the other thing is we try to make it a point on the, on the preparation for students that are coming as part of one of these, uh, these trips is that we are helping them discover their gift, their gifts, like, how God has wired them, what their spiritual gifts are. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of in the in the preparation for this. And so um, that was something that she had never had never navigated through before, or even discovered. You know, she's got kind of loosely an idea of like, hey, I'm passionate about this, and I, I like these kind of things. But but for her to say like, this is how God has gifted you to help build mm-hmm. up and edify the church, um, that was life giving to her. And mm-hmm. so. So now it's, you know, her seeing, uh, given, given an opportunity to put that into practice as part of the trip and now coming back home and saying, now I've got an opportunity, not just on a one week trip, but now on a daily basis, like how do I use my gifts and how God has has wired me to, to help encourage my friends and, and help, you know, make the church what, what God's called it to be. So those are just some of those key things for, for a student like her. Um, that has, has been, has been transformational. So if you were sitting at sort of a, uh, a youth ministers networking event, um, at a breakout table or whatever with, a a, a young youth minister who, uh, has never done an international missions, uh, trip with their, with their students and wants to, but are trying to figure out the right way to do it, and you guys are having a conversation, what would be the most important piece of advice that you would give that youth pastor? Um, I would say, uh, well, a, a couple things. I would say start somewhere. Um, it, it is, it's, it's so transformational that, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for it. If, if you look at, at the, you know, your student ministry and, and some of the things that, that you want to accomplish, I, I think there's, there's the long-term goal um, that you can set and some of the things you'd love to see happen. And then just start somewhere, just start small. Um, I think even if that means domestic, you know, even if that means, Hey, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to load three, you know, three or four students into a van and we're going to go serve, you know, a neighboring city, um, Mm -hmm. in the summer or on a break or whatever, those kind of things are, are, are just foundational. It it doesn't even, it doesn't even have to start with 70 students on an international trip, you know, just start, start Mm -hmm. small, start somewhere and then just begin to, to craft it and build it and, and just allow the Holy Spirit to, to give you guidance and, and discernment of what that needs to look like and, this, and the steps that you can take from there. Um, the other piece I would say is don't let your inability, if you've never done it before, don't let that hinder you or paralyze you. Mm-hmm. So for, for me, um, when I came here in 2012, I had I'd been a student pastor for you know eight to 10 years but had never taken an international, never led an international mission trip. I had been on some, um, we had done some domestic stuff, but I had never led a group of students, you know, kind of been the point person. And so when I got here in 2012, 
it was two or three months before uh, a trip to Nicaragua and this, the student pastors mm-hmm. before me, it was like, Hey, you know, welcome. One of the first things you're going to do is you're going to take, there's a group of <laughs> 55 students and leaders that have already signed up and, and you're going to lead them. Congratulations. And it was, it was. <laughs> and I was just like, are you kidding me? I'm, I've never done this before. Like, what is it? What does this even look like? And, um, and so it was one of those like initial, you know, holy crap moments. And it was just take a, take a step and, and you're going to learn so much. And, and in part, you're going to, you're going to make mistakes, you know, and, and you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to not think of aspects of the trip that you're going to be like, ah, you know, in hindsight, I should have thought through this, but just don't let it, mm-hmm. don't let it hinder you. Don't let it paralyze you. Um, and then, man, it, especially if you haven't done it, your own inexperience, pull some people into it that have mm-hmm. and, and just learn from them. So one of the, one of the things I think that helped me was the other leaders who had done it, um, who had led international trips, who had been a part of international trips, even with our, that same group in years past. And so I just I learned to lean in to them and and depend on them and seek wisdom from them and that kind of thing. So you know there's there's an opportunity, um, no matter how how small it is, how scalable it is for you to to bring some people on you know, uh, from an adult standpoint that, that can just help you in so many different ways. Um, and so that, that team that you have around you is, is really critical as well. As your missions ministry considers future student-led short-term trips, here are three key takeaways from what Todd shared today. First, most American teenagers have never experienced anything close to what they will when visiting a foreign country and serving those who have less than they do for an extended period of time. When we give these young people the opportunity to step out of their limited context, they come back with a clearer picture of how they can be a part of advancing the kingdom of God. Second, take full advantage of that momentum by continuing to give students the chance to contribute to helping those same communities through prayer and giving and other projects throughout the year. Make sure these students see the importance of lasting support beyond the week they traveled to that country in person. And finally, if your student pastor hasn't led an international missions trip before, be patient with them. Um, Build a support system around them. Help them see the value of these opportunities and then work with them to organize a trip that becomes a part of the regular rhythm of the student ministry at your church. I want to thank Todd uh, for joining me on this episode of the Missions Pastor Podcast. If you want to learn more about Westridge Church, go to westridge.org. And thank you for listening to the Missions Pastor Podcast. This show is presented by One Child. We are a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. To learn more about how your church can partner with One Child to bring hope to hard places, go to onechild.org slash partnership. Thank you.